Welcome spooks and spirits, ghouls and ghosts. Take a seat around the campfire. But beware, this podcast is haunted. All right, so, uh, do you want to start this podcast? I mean, why not? It's a good, it's a good fucking day to podcast. Like, let's, let's fucking do this shit. Oh my God. Dude. Uh, I have some news. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, 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 Let's actually start it. Hi, guys. Welcome. I feel like we didn't do that last time. We never do. We're just like, hey, uh, hope you know what's going on. Bye. Bye. Okay, welcome to this podcast is haunted. I'm Jen. I'm Kate. And we are so glad you guys are here. Yeah, we're here to freak you out. Okay, anyway, back to your story. (laughs) Back to, back to a bunch of fucking bullshit. So I, for the fourth time in this podcast is haunted history yes i am wearing a bra while recording oh my god i know stop the presses it's because i went out and got new bras (laughs) how's that working out for you uh they're weirdly comfortable it's like like a bra that fits actually doesn't hurt so oh i know it's earth shattering really yeah uh i'm pretty impressed with it very good and i'm very glad that all of our listeners know that now guys Okay, so my last, like, my most comfortable bra got fucking destroyed because I wore it all the time. It was called the Wolverine. Oh, my God. Did you ever see it? I can't remember if, like, in our friendship you saw it because it was pretty bad. I've seen them. I don't know if I saw that particular one. Oh, no, no, no. You would know if you saw the Wolverine. Oh, okay. It was more whole than fabric. (laughs) Like, the reason I got rid of it is that the last time I put it on, my titty punched a hole through the threads of fabric that were remaining. No. And just like squeezed out into the world. Oh my God. And that was the end. I was like, you know, I could put some paper towel on this to keep it together, but (laughs) I just (sighs) had to let it go. And I've had that bra for like seven years, so... Well, pour one out for it. Uh, yep. I'd also like to take this opportunity to thank and say hi to all of my classmates who are now listening to this podcast. Please tell me they're all fucking listening to this. <sighs> cool. Oh my god. Uh, hey, Jen's classmates. Uh, she's always gonna love me better. That's Im- that's important for you to know and understand now. Oh my, uh, my boobs are bigger than probably everybody's, and I want you to have that mental picture of my titty squeezing out. I think that's yeah. That's a good. That's a good introduction. Honestly. Honestly, yeah. That. Way they're prepared for when they fucking meet me <gasps> okay 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 should we get to it yeah do you we didn't talk about who was gonna go first do you want to go first or should i go first oh well i mean we should probably explain i don't know if anyone remembers slash has been waiting by their phones desperately for our episode on Mackinac island oh yeah but that's not coming yet because you mentioned it at the end of last episode. did i ah fuck me <laughs> all <yeah>. right <laughs> and i i remember thinking at the time i was like this is not a good idea <laughs> She's going to fuck this up. It's going to not happen now. Yeah. Surprise. (laughs) I fully jinxed it. The Mackinac Island episode is going to happen. I'm very excited for it. But the person who is our guest star is opening a restaurant in Grand Rapids. Restaurant slash grocery store. Hmm. Which which is a thing in Grand Rapids, actually. They're like Horrocks and there's a couple of them. Oh. You know, I never went to that place. You never went to Horrocks? That surprises me. It's far away. I can't walk to it. (laughs) That's true. It was. It's like way back. Um, for those of you who've never been to Horrocks, you can buy a beer and just like they have a beer cup holder on your shopping cart for while you're sh- like while like like they give you a draft. God bless. And you can also get cocktails and wine, <gasps> and they have a really great wine selection. You could also get sushi. It was good. I don't. I never go there. I should go there. 
This sounds like Wegmans, and I don't know why I haven't gone there now. I have no idea what Wegmans is, but I believe you. Wegmans is a New York thing, except for they don't have it here, and I'm so mad. Oh, they sound like cunts. <laughs> yeah, well, there's only one Horrocks, to my knowledge. Like, it's not like a chain. Like, it's just this one store. Hmm, okay. Yeah, yeah, the more you know. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, because they're in the middle of this opening... Uh, our guest cannot be on the show yet. They will be here soon, and mm-hmm. at that time, we will do that episode. But until then, you get a different topic that I have been salivating for since we started this fucking podcast. And I've been putting off. You have thoroughly been, you've been like, mm, no, we're not, no. But we finally are doing it because we have to at some point. Right, because I put a gun to your head and was like, uh, yeah. I don't have another idea, so we have to do this. And I didn't have enough another idea, so I was like, fine. And that subject is burr, 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 cults. Hey No, I'm excited. So let me tell you why I'm excited. Because I'm from Benton Harbor and we have a radtacular cult out in Benton Harbor. And I'm gonna <laughs> tell you all about it tonight is the night you go learn do. today. Well, I'm excited to hear about that. Uh, I also have one that I found that is actually interesting to me, which is you saying know, something. Rare. Yeah, you don't yeah. like nothing. Okay, no, I okay. My beef with cults is there's like two really well known ones, and I was like, well, I can't do I can't do the Manson family or Jonestown because a I'm gonna fuck it up, yeah, and b everyone's done them, so like everyone knows and will be able to point out what I screwed up, and <laughs> I'm not about that life. So. Kind of like how. Uh, we got Robert the doll wrong, and we're still hearing about it a year later. I got an email from someone who was like, "Can you please like." Uh, I don't I don't remember what he wanted. He was like just very upset that like it took us so long to correct it because he was like sitting there mad. And to be fair, I do the same thing when I listen to a podcast and they get something wrong. You want to like just like reach through your phone and punch the person who's talking right. because it's like, no, why do you have a microphone? I know the real answer. I know. The, you stop. You stop right now. No, that's valid. No. Often, like, uh, and my favorite murder, they're getting like a detail about like my favorite murder wrong. Oh, and I'm like, no, fuck, stop it. Ah! So I can appreciate. Like, yeah, well, they, did an, they did an episode um, that was like, related to english history it wasn't it was like sawny bean was it the sawny bean one because that one almost killed me no that it was more it was when i don't remember what it was but they're like really fucking up like the british royals and like that is my thing (laughs) (laughs) actually i was thinking about you um so we just got hulu which i am a big fucking fan of now if you don't have hulu you should probably get hulu also hulu you should probably hit me up for a, a, a a fucking commercial yeah um but they they know me really well so i was i was homesick monday and tuesday mm-hmm. and i'm i'm still actually pretty fucking sick so you might hear coughing and i sound kind of i can kind of hear it yeah yeah eh, whatever so i was watching what everybody watches when they're sick the six hour miniseries of pride and prejudice of course obviously god, bless. god fucking bless no, I'd watch the 2005 version. Oh, I do love the 2005 version, too. You know what I like okay, better about you. the 2005 version? Hmm. They uh, condense a lot of characters. Because, like, Denny doesn't yes. need to exist. Nobody gives a shit about exactly. Denny. Um, exactly. But also, it has an amazing soundtrack. Like, the world's most soothing mm-hmm. soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. Anyway, continue. continue. No, I was watching the 95 one, and mm-hmm. it finished the last episode. And it went mm-hmm. seamlessly 
right into the 2008 Sense and Sensibility miniseries with Dan Stevens. Ooh. And oh my I was god, like, I haven't seen that one. Shut your fucking Okay. So, listen. <gasps> Sense and oh Sensibility is better than Pride and Prejudice. I'm just going to put that out there. It's better. The men in it are better. Okay. That's I mean, well, I love them both. But I mean, right, it's fine on. that you're wrong, but <laughs> No. Um and so this has <laughs> Dan Stevens, who has been, oh I don't know, the Lord and the the one of the main men in my in my man stable for I don't know, how long has Downton Abbey been on TV? Oh. Yeah, down so yeah. there yeah, you go. Since then. Since since Matthew Crawley crawled into my life is when uh, that became a thing. Yes. Uh, you see what I did there? Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> so okay, anyway. Good, <laughs> uh, he plays Edward in this one and mm-hmm. he's fucking perfect of he does. and they flesh him out a little bit more and he's not like you know how mm. hugh grant is never not hugh grant even when he's being edward yeah. ferris yes dan yes. stevens can be edward ferris he can actually like melt into a role and you're not thinking about him having sex with a prostitute all the time because <laughs> like, like that's <laughs> do you not know that i know i'm older than you but i'm not that much older than you Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now I remember. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, for those of you who are younger than 30, I turned 30 this year. Uh, uh-huh. We, Hugh, Hugh Jackman. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Hugh Grant. I, thank you. Get your Hughes correct. Well, they're both in the stable. Just Hugh Grant's in the back. <laughs> but Hugh Jackman is right up front. He is a prize pony. Oh my God. he sings. <laughs> I'm a sucker for singers. I don't like his singers. voice. I don't like his voice. In... Wait, is your only experience with his voice in Les Mis? I mean, that's my main experience, but not my only one. I just still don't really like it. Okay, it's fine. But I think we should end our friendship. Podcast okay, over. Well, it's been great. Uh, thank it's you for been, listening. It's been real. It's been good. It's been real good. <laughs> and we're done. All right, goodbye. Um, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. No, okay. Let's get back on topic. Let's get friends. back on topic. All right, I want to hear yours first. No, wait, wait, wait. What? Do what? I? Who's who should go first, Jen? I can go first. You go first. I want to hear it. Okay. I'm super excited. So, um, I didn't want to do the Manson family because, and I'm not doing the Manson family, uh, because as previously stated, I don't want to fuck it up. But I do want to just mention that I, I, my small connection to the Manson family. You have ex- go on. Well, it's not personal, but like, so yeah, when I worked at the Ford Museum for years. Oh yeah, squeaky Fromey. Yep, from. Oh, is that how you say um, it? So, I've only ever yeah. read it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Lynette Squeaky Frome was a member of the Manson family, and she was one of two women to do an assassination attempt on President Ford. And I got to touch her gun and take photos of it. For real? Yes. <sighs> and they also have a piece of drywall from her apartment that she signed. And I also got to take a picture of that. And so if you go on Wikipedia and you search for Squeaky From, you'll see those pictures that I took. I'm Aww. super excited. We should probably link to those for our show notes yeah. that we didn't do for the yeah. first episode. Uh, guys, okay. show notes are going to be a little more irregular now because Jen's in school and I if have a life. they so. happen If they happen all. at all. <laughs> Hope you weren't addicted to them. Uh, I'm, no, I'm going to try and do one for this one because I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to do it. I can do it. Okay, cite your sources. Well, and like, if I don't do it, we can just edit this part of this conversation out. Well, okay, yeah. So see, anyway, 
So anyway, that's that's my connection to the Manson family. I thought it was really fun. And the show Assassins has a song where Lynette Fromm is like singing about how much she loves Charlie Manson. Can I, I think, right? tell you that it's my favorite Broadway duet? And I will <laughs> sing it with anybody at any given time. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I knew it or else I would sing along with you now. You know what? I might I have... just sing both parts at you later. Um, <laughs> okay. It's it's the best. At one point in time, she's talking to Charlie, and she's uh, so they use they use similar phrases. So he goes, I uh, one of them is singing to uh, Jody Foster. Yeah, that's right. And the male voice, and I can't remember his name, but he says, "I am nothing. You are wind and water and sky, Jody." Uh, mm-hmm. Take my blood and my anyway. So uh, when she when Squeaky jumps in, she says, "I am nothing. You are wind and devil and God, Charlie." And I think that hmm. just really defines kind of the relationship uh, between Manson and the family members. Uh, yeah, it's no, really well researched. And if you guys have never listened to the Broadway soundtrack of Assassins, you want the version with Neil Patrick Harris. So don't get the original Broadway cast. It's not as good. <laughs> <gasps> I know. Hot take. Hot takes. <laughs> so you want the Neil Patrick Harris version. Also, if you're a fan of American Horror Story, um, mm. Dennis Leary, I believe is his name, who okay. he was the Melted Man, and he was also uh, the Vampire King of Louisiana in True Blood. Okay. So that guy is one of the characters as well and i'm so spacing right now i'm sorry everybody i'm an embarrassment <laughs> this is really good content <laughs> uh, fuck it it's it's in my defense it's 8 30 and i've been on cold meds all day so there you go that's your excuse uh, so- also i don't have to be smart i'm pretty and i have big boobs okay i apologize thank you <laughs> show some goddamn respect <laughs> okay so uh i for for my story, I decided to look at the Heaven's Gate cult. So fun! Yay! Anything that do you anything, know about them? I well, yes, I remember okay. them. It okay. was like the first mass murder I was aware of, I believe. Okay, well, yeah, that makes sense. Because give me because a year this, on that ninety four. Uh, yep, this all went down. Um, no, not ninety four. It would be ninety six. 96 slash 97. Does purple tracksuit and Nikes ring a bell? Yep. 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 So this was the the first uh, murder (laughs) cult I was ever aware of. That's amazing. What a great, like, first. (laughs) The 90s were great, guys. Like, everything was so fucking good. Even the murders were better. I just... I want to go back. All right, so go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm going to stop cutting you off now because I love you. Go ahead. Take a a trip with me to uh, the mid-90s. Do you know where this happened, by the way? Uh, California. I want to say Northern California. Okay. Yeah, that's what I assumed because kind of all the good cults happen in California. I mean, not all of Um, them because I'm going to tell you about a Benton Harbor one, so. That's true. I apologize. Thank you. Um, Rude. So so (laughs) I'm going to take you back to mid-90s, California, and... A little cult called the Heaven's Gate, led by Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles. Oh my god, those are perfect names. Yes. They sound like they're characters from Harriet the Spy. I, I saw a picture of um, Marshall, but I, I want to find I want to find Bonnie because I'm sure she looks incredible. It was an apocalypse cult. The best kind. Uh, it was kind of like pseudo-religious um, because there was some things about Jesus... Uh, they believe that he had been reincarnated as a Texan. Sure. 
I'm not sure if they knew which Texan. J- uh, it's Chip Gaines. If you ever watch Fixer Upper, you'll know it's Chip Gaines. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, he does look like him. Um, that was the laugh of a woman who's never seen Fixer Upper. Have you not seen I, Fixer Upper? I have. I have seen it. I have. Okay, because that's like the funniest. I'm going to be all night. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I just don't remember what he looks like. Okay. Well. But for the five people at home, I'm sure you really. I'm going to send you my Hulu password. <laughs> I have it's it, I'm good I'm good on that front <laughs> you have um, to go to school yeah I don't have any time oh my god okay so uh, yep at Marshall and Bonnie they had this idea that the earth is going to be recycled I don't know what they mean by that like I guess just like destroyed and started start again just you know wipe that slate clean I think yeah we're we're kind of due uh, they believe that they were two witnesses from the book of Revelation. Oh, of course they do. Yes, as with all good apocalypse cults. Now, I say pseudo-religious, be- well, I mean, it was religious. There's a, mu- uh, there's a bunch of different religions besides Christianity. But there's uh, involved aliens. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and <laughs> somehow uh, they believe that they were all... Uh, trying to go to the next level and that's capital n capital l level and that involved another planet kind of like the mormons <laughs> um not only the mormons but it actually sounds a great deal like the scientologists yeah maybe maybe that's maybe that's some cross because they have to remember like they're always trying to like level up from their thetans <laughs> it does sound very yeah yeah. Um, but it is different somehow. Right. Because um, there's still Scientologists, but there's no more Heaven's Gate people. Yeah, unfortunately. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, they became increasingly more interested in space and aliens, and they thought that the next level was in space, and they were trying to get there. And they thought that the only way to survive Earth's recycling was to leave the planet and to ascend into that next level. So they were. So they needed to get a spaceship if they wanted to get to the next level. Sure, and of course. If you have to get course. a space, you need a fucking spaceship. That's common sense. <laughs> exactly. Elton John knew it. There's a whole song about it called Rocket Man. <laughs> they didn't have access to a spaceship, but they knew where to get one. And that is trailing the Hale-Bopp comet. <laughs> Which came around in 1996. In the yeah. mid, yeah, in 96. I remember. Do you remember that? Were you a person by then? Yeah, I was I was six. Well, but like, did your parents make you like get up and look at it or? Oh, I don't remember looking at it, but oh. I remember hearing about it. Yeah, my dad woke me up and we went and looked at the comet and its trail. It was really cool. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah. I'm sad I missed it. They they did the calculations and they realized that there must be a spaceship trailing this comet. Of course, they did space math and they were like, for sure, there's a spaceship back there. In 1996, they purchased. $10,000 worth of alien abduction insurance. <laughs> no, they didn't. What? Yes. I want to know who sold them this insurance policy. They were the smartest people they were... I have ever heard. <laughs> also, weren't there like 400 Heaven's Gate people? Like how many were there? No, there's only like, um, well... There was only 30-some. Oh, okay. That. Then $10,000 seems very reasonable, actually. Yeah. I was going to say, for 400 people, that's super cheap. Yeah, although if you're abducted, I don't know how you're going to claim that. You know, that's a great question. If you're abducted, how <laughs> do you claim it? I don't know. <laughs> well, that is some fuzzy fucking logic. 
Yeah, so I'm not sure what their thoughts were. They also were kind of convinced that either the government or some Luciferian agents awesome. were going to attempt to kill them. But, you know, just in general. Uh, well, in, in their beliefs, you can't, if you're murdered, then you can't ascend to the next level. It has to be like your conscious choice. So they knew that a combination of the spaceship trailing behind the hail bop, the, the general nonspecific threat from nonspecific government agents, they decided that the time had come to ascend themselves to the next level. And this took place March 22nd through the 23rd in 1997, which coincided with, of course, the comet. Right. Uh, so all 39 Sorry, active members- did you say members, 97 and you meant 96 or did they kill themselves later? They might, maybe, well, I have written down 97. So maybe this was actually afterwards. I'm not. Fuck it. I don't know. We are not authorities. We were alive, not, but that's all we got for you. Listen, I researched this this afternoon at work. Okay, so give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, she's in grad school. Fuck off. I'm in grad school. Guys, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah, so all 39 active members decide to commit suicide in an attempt to exit Earth. And they organize themselves into three waves. I don't know how long each... I don't know. So each wave, in turn, would ingest a toxic mis- mixture of barbiturates and alcohol. Ooh, what a way to go. I know, right? F- party. <laughs> party hard. That is the Northern California way to kill yourself. That makes sense. That checks out. <laughs> well, the, the, um, it wasn't just that. So as they were, as their breath was slowing down and their body was starting to shut down, they tied plastic bags over their heads and died of asphyxiation. That is less fun. I do not want to die sweaty. Have you ever put your face inside a paper or plastic bag and it gets all humid? Well, they have. Fuck <laughs> why that did, noise. I'm sorry. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Why are you putting your head inside of a plastic bag? You never did that? No. What? Why? Why not, Jen? Live a little. Jesus. All right. No, like okay. as a kid, you never, like everybody's like, oh, don't put your face inside plastic bags. And so I was like, I'm gonna. I mean, Okay. Just to let you I'm know. Glad you're, I'm glad you're still with us, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I only lost like 30% of my brain cells. It's fine. Jesus. Okay. Um, if I'd never done it, I could probably would have cured cancer by now. Well, now we know why I'm in grad school and you're not. That's right. <laughs> it's because of the plastic bags, y'all. Yeah. Um, okay. So they all, did, they all did that. Now they also wore an identical uniform, which my research said black. So maybe it was black. Maybe it was purple. I don't know. Um I can't remember. I was only, you know, 10. So. Yeah, it's fine. My, so they wore dark clothing and Nike sneakers. I'm very happy that they included that detail. Nike was such a big deal in 1996 and 97. Like it was it was everywhere. It was like the thing to have. So like if you're going to go, go in style. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also all had a patch um, sewn on their clothes that said, Heaven's Gate Away Team. <laughs> to, to indicate that they're only visitors to this earth. Do you uh, think that Etsy has that patch for sale? Oh my god. Also, can we get copies of that patch? I want one. Oh, I just love the away. T- that's like the most space jam thing I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> just Oh god. Welcome to the chat. I want them to have like killed themselves and like the next level 
And they woke up with a bunch of cartoons. Yes, and Michael J- Jordan just... Welcome oh to the jam. I don't remember the rest of that They're song. like, this is not what I was expecting from the next level. R. Kelly comes out of the closet. I believe I can fly. <laughs> Amazing. God, Space Jam was so good. Yeah. I'm going to watch that tonight. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm going to bed. Who am I getting? So tell me more about Heaven's Gate. So... Sorry, I just heard Artemis is having, like, her insane time right now. So if you hear, like, scampering in the back. Does she still do that? Meatloaf's giving that up. Oh, yeah, she still does that. Anyway, yeah, so all, wearing those those patches. Um, and um, as each wave, you know, passed, the next wave would kind of, like, take care of their bodies and place them. They took, they removed the, the plastic bag and they would cover them in a purple shroud. Um, oh, that's probably where I'm getting the purple from. Okay, yeah. Which <laughs> the article I was reading was like, yes, it's very evocative of the Easter season. It also happened to be Bonnie Nettles' favorite color. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Go out in style. They were also carrying $5.75 and five, and $5. in cash. Each, each body? Like, each body, yes. In case they needed bus fare? What? Well, 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 it was because it it's for the interplanetary toll. You're fucking kidding me. I'm not. I'm you are. Not no, me. that's not real. Do you think Bonnie Nettles was just fucking with them? And they were, she was like that girl from that high school who just wanted her boyfriend to kill himself. Oh, man. And she's Maybe. like, how many people can I get to kill themselves for stupid reasons? Also, here's my favorite thing, and you need five seventy five in your pocket for interplanetary tolls to get on the spaceship and pay your toll. Jesus to Christ! To our planet. I feel like that's really cheap for interplanetary travel, but also very expensive if you're only a soul. Yeah, that's. Uh... Yeah. Also, their bodies are being left behind. I know, right? So how are they? Are they going to take the five seventy five in their ghost pocket? Like Jesus. This is, this is truly, wow. Mm $5.75. I'm going to mail you $5.75 and a purple sheet. (laughs) And you'll know why. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, oh, um, and (laughs) so, yeah, it took two days for them all to die. Um, Applewhite died on the second day. And the way they were found was an ex-member of the cult. According to the article, his name is Neody. Neody. <laughs> yeah, it was. I don't know. Weird name. Um, but he received a mailing um, informing him of the the quote exit. <laughs> so they're just like mailing out newsletters saying like, "Okay, this is when it's gonna happen." Come hey guys, on. we're gonna miss you. Bye. Which cracks me up. Um, and so yeah, he arrived there on the site. And on March 26th, and found all the bodies and called the police and then, like, promptly pieced out of there. Yeah, I would have, too. Good call, Neody. I mean, like, that's the second good call of your life. The first was leaving that cult. Leaving that cult. Yeah. I wonder what happened to him. Yeah, somebody somebody find out. We want to know. Find out if he's a fan (laughs) of this page. We have questions. Yeah. So many questions. Yeah, so uh, that was... That's that it. They're all is dead now. Amazing. Five seventy five. Yeah. Five seventy five in a purple sheet. Hitch a we'll ride to space. 
to the next level. That is amazing. I just am never going to get over that. those details. Nike shoes, black outfit, Nike 575, shoes. patch, purple, uh, purple Away shoe. team. Earth away team. Earth away team. I love that it's, it's not even like uh, exploration team. It's the away team. Right. That like, is some fucking Star Trek shit right there. <laughs> that's exactly what the article compared it to. They're like, invocative. Can I also say, so like, I found most of this material off um, an article from On Salon. Okay. Which is, you know, pretty... Cre- I was, like, very excited about such a credible source. And then, like, so half of it is explaining in detail, you know, all of what happened. And then the second half turns into this, like, very academic-sounding analysis of their, like, ideology and, and theology. And I was like... Like somebody really I, tried to apply logic to this? It's like someone wrote a paper, on, like, a, a academic journal paper paper on this call that is and so cute just like uploaded it to salon so wow if you're interested yeah you can you too can read about why exactly 575 yeah they call it the ufo death cult that's fun that is a good name like if mm-hmm. you're gonna have a death cult that's the one you want yeah exactly did i i think you know this but i don't know if everybody else knows this um did i tell you that my retirement plans are to lead a cult I mean, it makes sense. I think I'm going to be really good at it. I think I would just run a nice cult. What would your rules be? Um, I'm the leader. You have to give up all your money to follow me, but I'm going to use that money for the benefit of everybody. So it's communal living. You can have sex with whatever you want, but if you have sex with children, I get to kill you. Um, And then after that, it's just about being nice to each other and not making dumbass decisions. If you're making dumbass decisions, we get to kick you out of the cult, but keep your money. I mean, that makes sense. I Right? Like, I'd be a pretty good cult leader. Like, I'll cook dinner for everybody. I make really bomb-ass food. And mm-hmm. so it would be fine. Like, we would just, they could just move in with us, and I will basically be their new parents. And, like, you know, they'll have some things to do. Like, hey, you know, the dog has to go out, make sure he doesn't eat his own poop. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's what living in this house is like. Okay. Well, that's not so bad. Yeah, you could join my cult, Jen. I'd let you in. Actually, no, I wouldn't no. because you are... I'm not a follower. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> you don't like being given orders. If I give you an I order, do you do not that order. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's the order you should do. Like, hey, Jen, you haven't eaten in three days. Eat this. No. <laughs> you can't make me. Oh, <laughs> well, you're right. I can't. But maybe you're not I... my mom. You're not my, you're not my real dad. <laughs> All right. So um, speaking of real dads... Oh, yes. Let me just... Actually, there's no fathers in this. Not really, so... So never mind. Yeah, that was a <laughs> shitty fucking segue. Give me one second. I'm gonna put my phone down and get my notes together, because I have, like, six okay. pages. Like, I pulled a full-on Jen here. I went oh, man. hard on the research. I read, like, eight articles and, like, cross-checked with an authority. That's incredible. Thank you. Wrote two pages of notes. That's it. This is my hometown cult. Now, uh, I'm from Benton Harbor, Michigan, and if you've never been there, it's kind of shitty, but also I love it. So if you talk shit to me about Benton Harbor, I will both agree and be angry with you. Okay. But only, yeah, it's like only you're allowed to talk shit. Exactly. Like, if you're a local, you can talk shit about Benton Harbor, but other than that, I don't want to hear your stupid fucking mouth about it. Because mm-hmm. Benton Harbor is actually a pretty great place to be from. Like, in general, people are pretty nice, and they've got each other's backs, and... Like, it's just, it's just nice. And when I say I'm from Benton Harbor, I'm actually from a really small town next to Benton Harbor. But like, if you're from the community, you're from the community. And that's, that's just how it is. 
Mm-hmm. So this cult is called the House of David. Um, and they actually go all the way back to 1792. Um, and they started, or what they would eventually be from, was a woman. She founded the cult. Her name was Joanna Southcott. And she had a mm-hmm. holy rele- uh, revelation uh, where she announced herself a woman of the apocalypse. So this is also an apocalypse cult. Okay. Wait, so this was started by a woman? It was. Her name is Joanna. She was a British woman. She lived in Exeter. Okay. I don't know if I said that right. Tiff, did I say that right? E-X-E-T-E-R. Let us know. I think, yeah, Exeter. Yeah, Yeah. that sounds like a thing, right? So she was the first witness or the first messenger as described in Revelation. Does that sound familiar? (gasps) It does. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So she made a bunch of prophecies. They were always in couplets, little poems. Um, Have you ever Mm -hmm. read Good Omens? No. All right, Jen. Yes. I know you're in grad school. I cannot I have, read. No. I understand, but I have some homework for you, okay? No. Because Christmas break no. is coming. No. Jen. No. It's Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett, and they teamed up on a book. Oh, maybe. Don't you maybe me. Also, they made it, they're making it into a TV show starring David Tennant and Michael Sheen. Oh, this one. Yeah. Okay. Get your shit together, Jennifer. I'll watch the show. Okay. Well, n- but could you read the book first? <laughs> or at least listen to the audio book? I know I'm you listen not, to audio I'm not done with American Gods yet. Why do you say things to hurt me? Someday. Okay. Someday. Someday. Well, anyway, so she's kind of very similar to Agnes Nutter, who is a character from Good Omens. Okay. But anyway, so, she, you know, she and her people were slightly persecuted, and they split up from uh, from England for Australia, Canada, and the United States. Hmm, okay. Roll forward about 100 years. We're in 1888, and a group of... Oh, wow. Yeah, just, you know, they carry it's on. an old one. We've gone through the first messenger and the second messenger, and uh, all of the prophecies are important about the seventh messenger, because seven is a holy oh. number. So, And it's yes, also it psychologically is. satisfying. I mean, like, nobody really gives a shit about six, but seven, mm. ooh. Seven horcruxes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So these group of these people were also called flying rollers. And they were practicing in Detroit when their leader, are you ready for the best name ever? Yes. James Jersom Jezreel. No. Yep, that's his name. James Jersom Jezreel? J-E-Z-R-E-E-L. James Jezreel. Yep. Just, we're just going to call him Jez. Oh. So he's now the sixth messenger, and he's about okay. to decide the seventh. And he was going to call on somebody who we'll call Prince Mike. And, Prince? Uh, Prince Mike. Mike. Yep. Prince Mike. Why not? <laughs> Mike Miller, I believe, Prince, was his name. Michael Miller. Prince Mike. Okay. Yep. And so <laughs> right as he goes to announce, our main man, mm-hmm. King Ben... King, oh, wait. Okay. So this is a thing. Yeah. This is a thing. Okay. Benjamin Purnell. Now, he's going to be the star of our show from here on out. Forget about everybody else. Okay. Okay. So Benjamin Purnell speaks up and says, actually, I'm the seventh messenger. And he goes into fits of hysteria. And Benjamin was an excellent orator. Uh, mm. So he gave really fiery speeches. He was very analytical of people. I really want to take my bra off. <laughs> like, I'm in it now. I want to be done. I'm <laughs> just like, I can't I mean, think about anything else right now. But it's okay. We're going to get through. We're going to struggle through. (laughs) So he's like, I'm the seventh messenger. And also you people should follow me. Mm -hmm. Now, 
Benjamin has a history of already being a little shady. He's actually from Kentucky. He was born in 1861. Uh, So he's a fairly young man. I think he's 27 at this age when he says, actually, it's me. Okay. He's good looking. He's got bright blue eyes and he's a fairly symmetrical face. He's pretty, He's. I mean, like objectively, he's fairly attractive. Pictures? Are there pictures? There are. We'll post some oh to the God, show notes. Yes. See, now we have to make show notes because he's, well, I mean, like you should see. So he mm. says, I'm the seventh messenger. I'm, I'm going to lead to the second coming of Christ. I'm going to bring news of revelation and the return of Christ. So he's a big fucking deal. And mm-hmm. so it splits the group. And I think around about 300 people from this Detroit cult follow him across the land, um, Mm -hmm. across southern Michigan, and they make a home in Benton Harbor. Now, I said before that he was already a little shady. Um, Mm -hmm. Benjamin is married to a woman named Mary, but surprise, he's also a bigamist because he had been married. I know. It's both shocking and new. Who would ever imagine a cult leader being a polygamist? (laughs) Exactly. Um, So he, well, he wasn't a polygamist. He left his first wife behind and he just never divorced her. Um, so he married so he's her. A bigamist. Exactly. Yep. Bigamist. Okay. Sorry. He married her when they were, she was 15 and he was 16, I believe. And he just kind of wandered all over the place. And anytime she suggested he got a job, uh, he just like growled and went away. Uh, he did come back long enough to get her pregnant uh, with a young daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, uh, he just disappeared. And he sent her a letter years later explaining that she was free now. But that doesn't mm-hmm. really mean anything in the eyes of the law. So mm-hmm. when he goes yep. on to marry Mary, his wife, Mary, that's not a real marriage, technically. But we, well, it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. So he's now the seventh, almost follow, and they do. They head across, um, and by 1903, they're in Benton Harbor. Uh, along okay. the way... They have been selling brooms. They went down to they went down to Ohio, um, where they were settled for a while. While they were in Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, Mary and Ben had a daughter, and she was fourteen years old by by the time that they left Ohio. Uh, and they left because she had been working in a fireworks factory, uh, and she was killed mm-hmm. in an explosion. And so, did it look pretty though? <laughs> it probably did. <laughs> But her body afterwards did not. And so um, one of the tenets of this religion, and I'm sorry, we should have talked about this beforehand, is Mm. that the body doesn't matter. So Mm -hmm. they never went to collect the body. But the other major tenet of this religion is that if you believe, if you truly believe, there's no way you can die. Oh, (laughs) So here she is doing this big death that the, the daughter of this what they consider a prophet and he says well you know she's no daughter of mine she had doubt in her in her heart she was a scorpion at my breast and so it's better that she's gone so that was one thing they actually had a bunch of interesting beliefs Mm -hmm. they were into communal living you know Mm -hmm. uh everybody pays into one pot uh benjamin and mary decide how money gets spent they have nothing to do with dead bodies so they wouldn't ever claim uh the daughter (laughs) who was 14 Mm -hmm. They believe that they'll all live forever. <laughs> they believe that all killing was sin. So in addition to being pacifists, they wouldn't fight in wars. They were also all vegetarians. What is interesting is that um, throughout their most popular time, we actually hit the First World War when you know mm-hmm. people were being drafted to go to war. 
And they got out of it because they had this religious exemption and they weren't Hmm. further persecuted. We'll we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute, but they did not fight in the First World War. They had this vegetarian lifestyle. And here we go. Here's the ringer. This is going to be important. They were all Mm -hmm. celibate, like 100%. Like even husbands and wives, all sex is sin. Husbands and wives are to live like brothers and sisters. They're like the Shakers. Yeah, kind of like the Shakers. Huh. Yeah. So um, the Shakers, they actually did a lot of really cool things in the community. So, we're, you know, we're going to I'm going to flip the script here and I'm going to talk mm. to you about how awesome these people were. OK, so I'm into it. Yeah, they were their beliefs are unusual. Uh, they were based in Benton Harbor from 1903. And yes, King Ben had total control over everybody. Mm hmm. And some people say he ruled by fear and some people say he ruled by scripture and faith. And, you know, you can, everybody can do their own research. I encourage you to do your own research because there's a lot of different ways to look at this story. Some people take a very stern view, but having done the research that I've done today um, and and over these last couple of days, I have some like really interesting things here. So Hmm. they have quite the legacy. Now, Benton Harbor is a farming area. They had, uh, at the turn of the century, they had the world's largest open-air market, what we think of today as a farmer's market. And Mm -hmm. so uh, the people of the House of David had a huge amount of land. They all pooled their resources, and they were able to buy over 100,000 acres of land throughout Michigan. Uh, A thousand of those acres were in Benton Harbor and the Berrien County area alone. Hmm. Yeah. Um, So they... Uh, had huge, huge amounts of growth. And because of that, they started developing a cold storage system so that they could keep what they grew, keep it cold, be able to sell it in Chicago, be able to keep it for many, many seasons. Because remember, they're not eating Mm -hmm. meat. They have to survive on fruit and veg. Um, And so they worked with other farmers so that they could benefit from that as well. Hmm. Um, Other farmers, you know, they were were a cult. (laughs) They were shunned. People stayed away from them. They looked different and they dressed different. Um, the, mm-hmm. the Oh, this was another tendency of uh, the House of David. The logic is, in the Bible, there's a scripture that says, man is the head of woman. Mm-hmm. And so other people are like, yeah, that means men should be in control. But the House of David oh, no. read that literally. Oh, no. And they paired that with another piece of scripture that says, women's heads should never be uncovered. You know, wearing wearing the head covering. So their rule became that men of the house of David were never allowed to cut their hair nor their beards. Oh, uh, okay. I was going to I was going a different direction with that. Oh, what direction were you going in? (laughs) Uncovered as in not clothed. Oh, no, they weren't nudists. Okay. I mean, that would have been very interesting. It would have been. So so they always grew out their hair and beards. They looked a little different, but um, because they had these great innovations and they Mm -hmm. were very kind, they were were, to a man, they didn't want to do any harm. So kind of like um, early Mormons, uh, (laughs) Buddhists, you know, (laughs) like they wouldn't hurt a living soul. Okay. They owned an entire island, a private island in Upper Lake Michigan. Um, part of the beaver island chain called high island oh okay they also opened a cannery you know how our dear friend z has opened Mm -hmm. a preserves business called cellar door she can owe that cellar door preserves cellar door preserves guys you should probably check that out yeah yeah (laughs) 
she, she owes that technology that she uses to preserve her jams, jellies, and preserves mm-hmm. to the House of David. They were the first people to ever jar preserves. No. Yeah, in their canon. That's amazing. Are you ready to have wow. your shit blown? Yes. They also invented automatic pin setting for bowling alleys because they had a very large amusement park. Oh, my God. Yeah. So every time you go That's bowling incredible. and the little machine comes and sets the pins back up for you, you can thank a cult member. Oh, my gosh. That's going to give me a whole new perspective on bowling. It is, right? I have a question for you. Uh, say yes. you're out and you're enjoying an ice cream treat. You want it in a cone, yes. right? So you can eat the cone. No. Did they really? What? Did they invent cones? They invented a type of cone. Okay. What's better, oh. cake or waffle? Oh my God! They invented waffle. They cones? They fucking invented waffle cones. They I'm joining this cult. Cones. I know, right? So they're super nice. They're pacifists. Yeah, okay. You give all your money to communal living, but they're doing rad stuff with the money, like making the community but that's better. What you want to do anyway? I know, <laughs> but you just want them to give it to you. Yes, you should become the next witness. Well, and I'm not going. Well, see, so eventually you're going to see that the House of David is a little bit um, tainted, and I would not fall into that trap. Okay, okay. So don't worry. The other shoe will drop. Okay. So they also, they had a hotel that featured a vegetarian restaurant. They had a mm-hmm. printing office and a machine shop. They owned the majority stakeholding in the Benton Harbor Streetcar Company. And that's mm-hmm. because um, because they looked so unusual, the Benton Harbor Streetcar Company wouldn't hire them to be conductors. So they pooled their resources and bought the majority stake. Mm. <laughs> and then hired That's all their guys. Incredible. Yeah. Oh my god. So they also had amphitheaters. They had traveling bands. They did vaudeville shows. They were very talented musicians. They practiced a great deal. They built hmm. four mansions. The mansions are called Diamond House, Jerusalem House, Shiloh House, and Bethlehem House. Remember, hmm. those were going to come back to them. Okay. Um, and they they were very open to people of other faiths. Um, Mary, the wife, had grown up around Jewish people, and she, ha- okay. she had many Jewish friends, and they wanted them to come and visit them in Benton Harbor. So they built them a synagogue so that they could come mm-hmm. and worship. Also, uh, they didn't proselytize. They had this cult. They had these fervently held beliefs, but they didn't, they weren't in your face about it. <laughs> they weren't trying to get you <laughs> to join the cult so that they could have your money. They were using the resources that they already had. They had plenty of resources. If you didn't want to get to heaven, that was your fucking problem. All right. And one of the things that they're best known for was a baseball team. They had uh, a baseball team that practiced regularly. They were like the Harlem Globetrotters. (laughs) They could do all sorts of trick shots. They called it a pepper game. They could do trick shots like uh, hitting baseballs at one another. So like one would hit the ball. And it would fly Mm -hmm. across the field at another guy. And he would use that like a pitched ball and hit it back. And they would do tricks like that. Wow. Or they would uh, whip around and uh, catch the ball in their beards because nobody else had beards like them. And so like they would do fun things like that. And so they would tour uh, and they got to be so good because as it was lightly put in an article, every time they had a sexual urge, they would just go and train for baseball. So they got really good. Holy shit. Yeah. (laughs) Forgive me. Uh, They got really, really good, but to the point where they could be playing in a professional league at the time when baseball was at its most popular. So back, Hmm. remember, this is like 
the turn of the century, 1900, 1910, they're about in there. So baseball's everywhere. Okay. There's minor there's minor and major leagues. Um, the, but the major leagues aren't the major leagues of today. Does that make sense? Like they were more minor than the major league of today. Yeah. But they yeah. were still, I mean, they were getting paid to play ball. And so mm. because they looked so odd and they were from a cult and people were like, mm, cult, no, you can't play baseball with us. So they played <laughs> with all the black teams and all the African-American oh. leagues. Um, wow. Okay. And so they had many, many friends in the African-American community, which would end up being really important to Benton Harbor. Really? Okay. So it doesn't, the fun doesn't stop. They opened an amusement park. And the amusement <gasps> park had pony rides and bumper cars, a little raceway uh, for, uh, that looked like Formula One rides. Uh, it had its own zoo. And it wow. had the world's largest mini steam train over a mile of track, still operating today. Um, so this, this amusement park was like the feature and the focal point of everything. Um, there's all these really great postcards. If you look online for pictures of the House of David... There's tons mm-hmm. of postcards of kids just laughing their heads off on the steam train with guys with big old beards just driving the wow. train and stoking the coal. And it was a cult, but they were so friendly. No it was like, okay. Huh. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. And they invented waffle cones. Um, I mean, I feel like they invented amusement parks. I, I mean, kind of they did. Now, now if we think well, Pony not, Island was already entirely, a thing. Yeah. But like... But, they invented all the fun things about it. Jeez. Right? Automatic pin setting, bitch. Yeah. Right? That's the best part. Um, and so they weren't the kind of cult that was, you know, say, stay away from us, we're better than you. Or they weren't trying to, like, I don't know, sneak you into their club. They weren't weird. They were just trying to have a good time and make a little money and, like, hmm. be kind to people. And that's really their legacy in Benton Harbor. I jumped online uh, to a page, a Facebook page called Benton Harbor and St. Joseph Memories. And I asked mm-hmm. about House of David, like, what do you remember? And people went crazy talking about all the things they remember. They remember the, oh, the one woman in an article I was reading when they restarted, because for many years, the train was actually out of commission for like from the 60s to like 2009. The train mm-hmm. was out of commission. Nobody was taking care of it. And they renovated it. So it worked again. And a woman came into the park because she could smell the coal. And she started to cry because mm. she remembers being a little girl there. Aww. I know. Isn't that the sweetest? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all because of a cult. That's weird. It's, I, I know. But that's Benton Harbor for you. Uh, I actually huh. called my grandma, uh, who has lived in Benton Harbor her entire life. Her name is Doris. Mm-hmm. And she's both the best and also she irritates me more than anybody. But mostly I love her. Uh, and I asked her what she remembers about the House of David. And she only lived about four miles away. Uh, my grandfather lived about two miles away in his childhood. And mm-hmm. she was like, let me tell you everything. So oh, man. her father played for the Benton Harbor Speed Boys. That was the not cult baseball team. And okay. they used to play House of David all the time. And her older hmm. brother Rex was a bat boy for the Speed Boys. And mm-hmm. he was like obsessed with the House of David the pepper game where they're doing all the tricks. Um, So he thought that was the best. She remembers their waffle cones. And when my grandpa was a little boy, uh, his father, who was kind of strict, they had a number of siblings. And after church, if nobody mentioned ice cream, he might Mm -hmm. go and get them ice cream. Oh, my God. But my grandpa, who I'm pretty sure was the baby of the family, (laughs) couldn't always control himself. And he would be like, are we going to get an ice cream today? And if he would say it then they were not going to have it. 
And oh so his brothers and sisters used to get so mad at him. And so, she, you know, the, they went on dates there when they were first dating. Uh, right before he went to Korea. So it was like a really special place to them. And uh, it's all because of this cult. Now, we're going to come back to the good things because now we have to talk about some of the bad things. <laughs> okay. So along with the amusement park and the vegetarianism and you know what? I'm pro communal living. I'm going to go there. I'm a hippie. Y'all know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. There's also... <clears throat> Some bad stuff. Some ironies is what I have. Because I really, I don't want people to think about this House of David cult and only focus on this. But it is part of it and we have to talk about it. Okay. Back then, you were not allowed to own anything. Unless you were Benjamin Mm. and Mary. Benjamin (laughs) and Mary had a huge mansion, all for themselves, called Diamond House. I mean, it sounds like communism. You know. (laughs) Which is why I'm a democratic socialist. Yeah. Uh, so they had a couple other houses. These were large, beautiful mansions. They're being restored right now. They're gorgeous. If you ever get a chance to look online, please do. Okay. And so they attracted a lot of people with families, uh, young young children. And one of the things that they did is when young girls, uh, from what I can understand, usually between the ages of 10 and 15, those young girls needed to be kept pure. So they were put up... <laughs> in the Shiloh house. Shiloh was one of the houses, one of the large four houses. Uh-huh. In the early, oh, I can hear your trepidation. Yeah. Mm, it's I can, like you okay. know what's going on. Anytime there's a story about making sure that girls are pure, you know it's headed in a very bad direction. Yes, and I would like that to be a bumper sticker. As soon as somebody's worried about ladies' <laughs> purity, it's a bad thing. Yes, yes. And so, yeah, that's that's pretty much what was going on. King Ben decided that, and actually he was not the first one to decide this. This had been part of these flying rollers and South Cot-isms for mm. a while, but that he had the power of a blood cleansing ritual. And, oh, okay. you know, uh, <laughs> cleaning it, getting getting dusty things like a hymen out of the way. Uh, mm, yeah. What? Yeah, so basically... Um, King Ben believed that he could train these girls uh, to be his favorites, effectively. Mm-hmm. One second. Could basically enjoy them for a long while, and then when okay. they got too old, you know, 15, mm-hmm. he could oh, hustle God. them off to North Island, uh, High uh-huh. Island, and then marry them to some convenient bachelor. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Well, this caused that's not great. a huge court case. Now, it's important to remember that it, that the House of David had millions of dollars. Oh, yeah, because they took everyone's money. They took everyone's money, and then they invested it. You know, they owned the streetcar mm. company, by and large. They had the cannery. That's they had right. the cold storage. They had the amusement park. So they ha- they are raking in They cash. had all that sweet, sweet waffle cone money. <laughs> right. You need them sweet, sweet waffle cone dollars. Um, so Jesus. just to set the stage, I want to remind you, this is before my grandparents started going there, um, but while okay. my great-grandparents were involved. They were not members of the cult, but they would play baseball against them. So uh, we're looking at nineteen, early mid-1920s, 1922, 1924 there, therein. Mm-hmm. And so all of these accusations start coming out. King yep. Benjamin. brother. Some people uh. call him Brother Benjamin, and that's fine, too. Uh-huh. So let's see. We have... They had... Uh, many affidavits, uh, seduction of wives, loose morals. They had all the women of the cult sign affidavits saying that nothing had ever gone on here. Mm, and then, yeah, of course. <laughs> right? And then the Hansels come. And the Hansels, uh, Esther Hansel, was one of his favorites when she was a young girl. 
and then was shipped oh, off boy. to marry Mr. Hansel when he got sick of her. And they sued okay. for $80,000 because they were evicted. They, when they were like, hey, what the fuck? They were kicked out mm. of the cult, shunned from all of their society, and also they didn't have any of their money anymore. So they were left penniless. Oh, my God. So they sued for $80,000. And they won. It was basically a fraud case. They did win. Hmm. Uh, they got $28,000, which, you know, that's not bad. I mean, that's not... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so they had a lawyer. Uh, his name was Nelson. And he started getting the rest of the story out of the girls at the house of Shiloh. And so they had a number of things go wrong or right, depending on how moral you are. Mm -hmm. They were all investigated. One of the grave diggers found, uh, he testified and said that he was told to bury a 68-year-old woman. Doesn't matter what her name was. Not important. Because she was dead and they don't have anything to do with the dead. So when he was going to bury her, the lid of her casket popped off. And it was actually mm-hmm. a 16-year-old girl. <gasps> and she had the lines around her neck of somebody who had been strangled. Oh. So something's man. going on. Okay. Gladys Renfern um, would eventually come and take the stand. She testified that she had the forced attentions of her stepfather. Ooh. Yeah. Eventually, this leads to 300 witnesses and 15,000 pages of testimony. Wow. It went all the way to the Supreme Court of the United States. Eventually, while they're trying to put all these things into court, the reason that, for example, the Hansels are winning money is because mm-hmm. Mary and uh, Benjamin are not showing up in court because hmm. Benjamin has taken flight. So from 1922 <gasps> to 1926, Benjamin's missing. They don't know Hmm. where he is. He could be in Australia where they still had property. He could be, actually they had property all over the world. He had, they had property, uh, they had a diamond mine in Sydney, Australia. They had a gold mine in Oklahoma. They had coal mines in Kentucky. Uh, Mm -hmm. And he could also be in any of their property in England. He was preaching in what would now be Israel. And so uh, he could have been anywhere in the world until it was Hmm. discovered that he never left Benton Harbor. He was living what? in a series of tunnels oh my God. underneath Shiloh House and Diamond House. Yes. Uh, I spoke with somebody who was part of um, redoing, um, renovating, and, and making mm-hmm. safe um, Diamond House. Uh, and there are all sorts of little rooms and little <gasps> passages and pathways to rooms uh, from King Ben's room. So for all of his little Ooh. harem, Ooh. and that's that's what they keep Ooh. calling it in these old newspapers. Um, there's some really great articles out there about the harem of King Ben. Hmm. So so this awful thing did happen, but right as they discover it, King Ben is dying. He died at age 66 in 1927. What he died? He died. <gasps> Wasn't oh. that against the rules? <laughs> Interesting. Yes. Uh, And so before he dies, there's a split in the faction, because of course there is. Um, So the judge who defended him uh, through all these court cases, who was, uh, he had been a former Supreme Court justice for the state of California. Not a dumb man. These these people, Hmm. you know, who have this great faith, they're not lacking sensibilities. They're not stupid. So he, his name is T.H. Dewhurst. And he mm-hmm. is effectively voted commune leader. Mm-hmm. And Mary Purnell, the wife, Queen Mary, she's called, also took half of the people. And, and their split um, of the 
of the equipment and properties, the money, effectively, uh, mm-hmm. also makes its way to the Supreme Court of Michigan, I believe. Oh, okay. And so Dewhurst gets the main property, along with Diamond House and Shiloh House and all of that. Mary gets about 80 grand walking money, along with the hotel and a large farm about 80 acres out in Berrien Springs, which is a close-by town. Okay. So they go on. Mary moves kind of across the street and down the road about a 1,000 feet. She opens up her own operation called Mary's House of David. And, you know, they're running the vegetarian hotel and they're making a safe place for their believers. Dewhurst mm-hmm. is running the original House of David. Uh, and, and they... They go on and they make improvements and this amusement park gets better and better and they're getting more and more integrated in the town. At the time of 1967, I believe, Mm -hmm. and forgive me, I took this from a bunch of different articles, but one of them in the Chicago Tribune meets up with the uh, Chamber of Commerce president of Benton Harbor and he was a member of this cult. So they're very integrated into the town. People know... Who they are they're not bad people they're kind they had this one bad leader um but for the, mm-hmm. it seems like for the rest of the time everybody lived a pretty squeaky clean life of vegetarianism hmm. and being nice to people weird so right. for the most part really cool people now what is our show called jennifer uh this podcast is haunted goddamn right it is and there is a haunting are there ghosts <laughs> there are oh, ghosts yes. jen would i leave you hanging would we just do creepy history nay friend I'm, well i have no. a ghost for you so you remember our dear friend king ben yes died in 1927 do you know uh-huh. what else famous what other famous cult-like leader died in 1927 i'll give you a clue he's russian real pointy beard <gasps> Rasputin? Uh, no, that's a little... That was Lenin. Little. Lenin! Very good. Sorry. Wrong pointy beard. It's okay. It's okay. Smaller pointy beard. Forgive me. Yeah. So Lenin also dies in 1927. Jen, what can you tell me about the way Lenin was buried? Uh, well, he is in a glass casket. Uh-huh. And... He is on display for all he to see. He was until, I guess, last year he was buried. Aw, balls. I know, right? I, I was like, I was going to go to Russia, but now I guess not. And also no, on guess... account of it's really not safe to go to Russia right now. Right. Yeah, but other so than that. <laughs> Lenin was on display. He was hermetically sealed in a glass casket. Guess who else was hermetically sealed and on display in a glass casket? Was it King Benjamin? It was King Benjamin. Wow. I know. It's amazing. So he was hermetically sealed Mm -hmm. uh, underneath a glass casket. They did a bang up job because he's been dead for 90 years. He died in 1927. Can you go see him? You could, but you can't anymore. Uh, Unless you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. And do you? I not I haven't made anybody's formal acquaintance yet, but I'm hoping okay. to soon. I did I did speak with somebody who knows a great deal and has some connections, and so I'm really really hoping because I want to get a look at this warlock. Ah uh, yeah. But anyway, so he was hermetically sealed. If you've ever seen the bodies revealed, I, I know we've talked about that on the oh, show before. Oh that one, yes. Yes. So um, those bodies at bodies revealed go through a process called plasticization. Mm-hmm. Where they are so thoroughly embalmed. They do not show evidence of rot. Dear King Ben has the same. Now, unfortunately, uh, the House of David um, is no longer able to make money. 
They had to give up most of their properties uh, and most of their homes are privately owned now. Mm-hmm. And for a long while, the house has sat vacant. Uh, and, you know, Benton Harbor does have some rough times and they're actually very much in what has become a rough neighborhood. Hmm. Uh, so back in 1988, somebody broke into Diamond House and they smashed the glass over King Ben. <gasps> oh, he was no. so well preserved that he's still looking pretty good. Oh, man. So they couldn't... They couldn't continue to hermetically preserve him. Once once that's done, that's done. Okay. But he is still very well preserved. For people who have seen the body, they describe him as looking very freshly dead. Like he doesn't look Ugh. like he's decayed or rotted at all. Now about the hauntings. Okay. When people go and visit, some mm-hmm. people, uh, somebody who lived in the house underneath King Ben heard footsteps and shufflings and things moving around. At a time Mm -hmm. when they were the only people in the house. So that's creepy. But everybody else who is, uh, como se dice, kind of sensitive to spirit energy Mm -hmm. feels a great deal of peace and calm and friendliness and welcome. Like they're in a room Hmm. full of party people who want them to come and have a good time. Okay, well, I guess that's not the worst. Yeah, they've had it ghost hunted. They regularly see lots and lots of orbs. But people feel really friendly because that's really what these people, not King Ben, Mm. but the people who actually made up the body of the cult, these thousand some odd people, 1,200 or so, they were just really friendly, nice people who wanted the community to, you know, welcome them and have a good time and live peacefully with each other. And that's super cool. That's nice. Yeah. So uh, I really encourage everybody to check out House of David. They actually have a replica baseball team called the Stir of Echoes. And mm-hmm. uh, in Benton Harbor, St. Joe, and the surrounding area, mm-hmm. every year we have a very, a very, very, very big festival. It's called Blossom Time. Okay. And, you know, all the high schools have a queen and all the queens compete for the Blossom Time Queen. And so all the Blossom Time Queens go and they play baseball with the Stir of Echoes guys. And hmm. like, it's How just cute. really nice. Yeah, it's cute. It's very quaint. It's very small town. I like it. You guys should check it out. If you have time and inclination, hang on. There's some great websites to check out. House of David Baseball Museum is up on Facebook. The mm-hmm. person who runs that is Chris Siriano. Very knowledgeable. has been working with the house of david collection for about 30 years and Mm. then the amusement park that i described they're actually trying to renovate and get all the pieces up and running but a lot of it is running already including that train that everybody loves so much and Mm. that's called the eden springs park so like everybody cults are not all bad but definitely (laughs) people who have sex with little girls are bad let's put that i just want to really establish like i'm not forgiving king ben here But the people who were part of that cult, who just wanted to live peacefully, they were pretty rad, it seems. And they've left a really positive, kind impression in a place that doesn't always have a lot of kindness. Um, Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I just, it's just a nice story. Oh, okay. Yeah. Should we sign off, kiddo? Wait, should we do a listener story? Oh, yes, we should. Do you have one ready to go? Uh, Do I have one ready to go? Okay. I can can get one. I can also get one. Do you want to do one or do you want me to do one? I mean, I can do one. Okay. So I I have it pulled up. Um, I have not read it yet. That's okay. Karen and Georgia don't read theirs either. Yeah. We'll just uh, discover it together. Okay. Who's it from? So this uh, is from Shannon. Okay. And... She writes, uh, I grew up in Wisconsin. Hey, moved... go with, yeah. 
Yeah, Jesus. Um, but moved to the Boston area after college. In order to secure housing over here in MA, Mass, I had to browse Craigslist. Ooh. Oh, Shannon. Oh, Shannon. I ended up finding an apartment in a nice neighborhood with rent way under the normal rent price. Holla. Oh, Shannon. <laughs> Is it probably because it's haunted, Shannon? Maybe You're you should have considered that. A way too cheap apartment on Craigslist. <laughs> Shannon, you done gonna get murdered. Okay, okay. Let's 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 go. Let's see where this goes. We're gonna stop judging you, Shannon. I'm sorry. <laughs> After I made sure it wasn't a scam and that I wasn't going to be murdered or have any organs sold on the black market. Right on. Okay, she was you, like on our page. But you don't know that yet. I <laughs> mean, get... she can be somewhat confident. Well, but she you're not going to be murdered. Okay, you're not going to be murdered by the like seller or renter, but. Well, who else? Oh, well, I guess. Mm. All right. Fine. Anyone. Anyone. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh so after not being murdered, I moved in. I had three roommates, all women in their mid-20s. The apartment was two floors with two bedrooms on the first floor and two bedrooms on the second floor. Sounds my nice. Bed- yeah, my bedroom was on the second floor. All right, all right. Uh, it started slowly. Oh, there's a ghost in this story. I would be in my bedroom with the door shut and the doorknob would start turning around and around in circles. Nope, I'd, move out. <laughs> I'd open my door expecting to see one of my roommates, only to be standing in a completely empty hallway. This happened constantly. Shannon, get out. Get out. Um... One time, I was looking around in my closet for something, and the doorknob just started doing the turning thing. I was already frustrated because I couldn't find what I was looking for, so I yelled, Jesus Christ, fucking stop! And it stopped immediately. Well, if you use language like that, you've offended it. Well, if you invoke the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Yeah. Even if you're saying fucking stop, is that still how that works? (laughs) No, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. But it did in this case. Um, yeah. I yanked the door open to see who was fucking with me, and nobody was there. I discovered that I was the only person home. I started only closing my door when I was asleep. Because <laughs> everyone knows that if you want, if you don't want to be freaked out by a ghost, just make it so that they stop doing that one thing, not right. that they, you know, like, go away. <laughs> you know what, though? I've heard that a couple times, like, kind of yeah. like out of sight, out of mind. Well, okay, yeah. Whenever I was sleeping, I would have to keep a storage tub shoved up against the door because it would shake like crazy. The door? Are you fucking serious? Shannon, get out of Shannon. this house. Shannon. This is some exorcism of Emily Rose shit. Get out. Ooh, ooh. Da, 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 da. It would shake like crazy. It wasn't the sound of the cat reaching up and batting my doorknob or anything it sounded like someone had grabbed my doorknob and was shaking my door for all they were worth jesus fucking hillbilly hamster dance christ oh man no i gave uh, i gave up and started sleeping with my door open too okay okay um i don't know if that's better i don't know yeah i don't because it's like okay so the door doesn't shake but what it Maybe that is what enough. Is it, what is it doing? Okay. My roommates had a cat who refused to step foot in my bedroom. He would just sit outside my door and cry for attention. Oh. 
But if I picked him up and carried him into my room, he'd puff up and go sprinting out of my room like it, Dude, cats like he know. was on fire. Have you? Okay. <sighs> Side note: You've read that Dear David story, right? Yes. Yes, I have. Same thing with cats just staring at the door. Exactly. <sighs> it. Oh man. Jesus. No. Okay. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, there's this guy on Twitter who is being haunted by a child named David. You know, it's and not just like a random guy, right? Like it's Adam Ellis. Yeah, he's yeah. Okay, what does he do? He's a he's he he does a lot of comics. You've seen him. Um, he okay. Was kind yeah. of he kind of got famous right around the same time as Hyperbole and a Half and Kate Beaton. Oh, okay. So they have. I mean, like he's a little more pop culture, um, uh-huh. but they're both they're all fantastic uh we will post a link to that dear david story guys yeah yeah it's super creepy and he's like live tweeting the whole thing jesus Um, that's how you're gonna die i know right you're gonna live tweet your own murder (laughs) oh well um (laughs) okay so one night my roommates and i got wine drunk on our balcony and i gathered up the courage to tell them what was happening to me and ask them anything if anything had similar similar had happened to them the response was completely serious oh yeah this place is totally haunted that's why the rent is so cheap (laughs) okay (laughs) that's hilarious yeah Um, I asked them to elaborate. (laughs) Apparently, the reason my bedroom was the one that was available is because nobody keeps that bedroom longer than they have to. So as soon as someone moves out, the person who is in my room immediately moves into the newly vacated room. I guess one of my roommates had a boyfriend who refused to be in our apartment after dark. It was because when he used to stay overnight at our place, he'd wake up in the middle of the night and see a dark figure standing over him. Fuck that. I don't blame him. No. Uh, He started seeing it more and more often until he was seeing it every single night he stayed over. Oh, God. Then he had a heart attack. (gasps) What? Like, for real? Was he like, Mm -hmm. he had a heart attack? He had a heart attack. He was a healthy 25-year-old. He recovered fully, but he never slept over at our house again. No, yeah, probably because a demon squeezed his heart. Fucking makes sense. Uh, The next roommate of mine who moved into that room only made it a couple months because she kept seeing the dark figure standing by the closet at night. Never did anything, just stood there. Okay. That's worse. Yeah, that's... I don't like this. After that, I refused to open my eyes if I ever woke up during the night. Again, okay, Shannon. (laughs) This whole, like, out of sight out of mind thing is like that's some hey man anything to get through rent cheap cheap rent is worth some shit that's some goddamn willpower though right being like i'm not gonna open my eyes because if i do oh see i am such a little shit i purposefully look i'm like listen you're trying to scare me and i'm not afraid of you so i'm gonna look at you yeah but that's probably why i'm gonna fucking die (laughs) yeah honestly i'd probably be more like shannon (laughs) (laughs) i'm terrified of everything Okay, After, uh, if I had to pee, I held it until the sun came up. Respect, Shannon. I started spending more and more nights at my boyfriend's place. Dude, just, like, leave. Yeah. Move in with your boyfriend. Yep, you're done. That's, there's a demon, friend. Yeah. One day, I swung by my apartment to grab a dress for a wedding I was attending that weekend. And I turned the corner at the top of the stairs, and there it was. 
the dark figure just chilling there in the upstairs room and the upstairs living room fuck this fuck that fuck that fuck my dress fuck the wedding i turned around and left i didn't go back to that apartment until i needed to pack my stuff and move out at the end of the lease holy fucking shit yes she mailed in her last few rent checks yeah of course yeah she wasn't fucking going back is she insane oh my god yes that is oh my okay can i just say that these first two reader stories have fucking killed it yeah like they just smashed this shit that story was way better than anything that either of us said tonight yeah and your thing had 575 for space tolls yeah space tolls (laughs) wow what a fantastic evening yeah oh my god all right well jen it's 9.46, so it's 26 minutes past my bedtime. Mm-hmm. I love you mucho, and I will send you your pop filter soon. I promise I'll stop being a shitty friend soon. Eh, it's fine. Okay. Eh, okay. Maybe we should, you know, address our audience instead of just chatting with eh. <laughs> uh, Fuck them. <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa, guys. She didn't mean that. Uh, no. Well, th- <laughs> thank you guys for listening. If you want to follow us online we are um haunted underscore pod on twitter we are this podcast is haunted on facebook and instagram uh, and you can email us your story at this podcast is haunted at gmail.com that's all i got go listen to sirens of scream we did an episode for them um oh kate you did yeah michigan crime time yeah that was so much fun everybody go listen to michigan crime time they're amazing yeah, and they do. And way funnier than us. Oh. No, it's true. They do true crime in Michigan. So. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Michigan Crime Time uh, and Sirens of Scream. Ladies, it has been awesome getting to know all of you. Uh, and so thank you for letting us in on your pod time. We, we really enjoyed it. It was amazing. Yeah. All right. So we will be back in two weeks. Yes. With another episode. And we're not going to promise what it is. <laughs> right. Because we'll be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.